This NASCAR season, every member of the Toyota Racing Team is doing their part to take the trophy home. Like 6th grader Melissa Kowalski, who changes true to true X on every true-false quiz she takes. All my teachers are Martin Truex Jr. fans now. Keep up the great work, Melissa. To accomplish greater things this year, everyone plays a part. Be part of the action at toyota.com slash racing. Toyota, let's go places. NASCAR is a registered trademark of National Association for Stock Car Auto Racing, Inc. NASCAR season is here, and everyone on the Toyota racing team is doing their part to perform at the highest level. From driver Ty Gibbs to amateur musician Russell Viper, who's working on the perfect pre-race pump-up track for the team. Start those cameras up! Yeah! To accomplish greater things this year, everyone plays a part. Be part of the action at toyota.com slash racing. Toyota, let's go places. NASCAR is a registered trademark of National Association for Stock Car Auto Racing, Inc. Internet coverage of sprint car racing is a fascinating, fascinating world. Remember it started with hose heads? Yeah. Yes. I remember when I was racing, it ages me, but going into a hotel lobby to use their computer to go see the results from everywhere else. On hose heads. Yeah, on hose heads. This was before there was Twitter and social media because I'm that old. Well, we, we all, when hose heads, on yeah, the NASCAR side, we had J-Ski, and on the sprint car side, we had hose yeah. heads. And so we went through hose heads, and then and then when TJ came in with TJ yeah. Slideways, oh my gosh! I mean, and TJ and still the yeah, hose both heads of still, them are still strong, still strong, exactly. Our buddy Brad Brown had IB Racing, yep, that was good, and everything else. And then kind of the internet broadcasting, we kind of jumped in with Wing Nation, and and a lot of yep. a lot of folks started doing it. And then uh, and then Jeremy Elliott with his Sprint Car Unlimited, yep. com, and that's who we're going to talk to today. Uh, this, this, this internet coverage of motorsports has been a fascinating journey from, from hose heads. Yeah. I think, I think, I think Alan's probably the, the godfather of us yeah. all yeah. and, and the, the leader of the pack and still rolling along strong. But, um, it's fascinating to me where this has gone. And then you throw in pay-per-view and how we're consuming sprint car racing and to think about you going to that hotel lobby because yeah. because it used to be prior to that. It I was didn't want to wait to Ariato. Ariato Racing News or Gator <laughs> or Speedway Speed Scene. Scene. Exactly, yeah. or, or Speed Sport, those, those racing papers. Yep. So, like, like when Hoseheads, when Alan had that, it was like, oh I thought we were ahead God. of the game. We didn't have to wait till the newspaper came out. Yeah, absolutely. Crazy <laughs> sounds, times. We sound old. You do realize well, that. Well, we are old. <laughs> well, no, you, I, I am old. You're oh, not old. Oh, I'm a few weeks away from the big 4 No. I am old. Yes, it is fast approaching. Oh, my gosh. Usually it's a month of celebrating. This is a month of mourning. Yeah, maybe. notice I haven't really mentioned it this year. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. I can... 100% tell you that I'm 56, and my 50s have been, by head and shoulders, the best period of my life. Good. I'm going to go with I that. Mean, it's, I mean, I wouldn't, I wouldn't the, the, the lessons learned in the first yeah. 50 years, I'm telling you, life is really, really good. So you're the best, are, the best are yet to come. Best days are ahead. All right. All right. We'll see. There we go. She's Aaron Everham. I'm Steve Postman. I've been introducing ourselves to everybody here. This is Drydean, uh, Drydean and DRF presenting the Wing Nation podcast. We're in the Hercules Studios in Concord, North Carolina. And now that we've covered uh, aging and life being great and everything like that, and, and we've also mentioned that uh, Jeremy Elliott is going to be our guest. So looking forward to talking to Jeremy. Always love chatting with him and getting his perspective on things. Always love the perspective of Johnny Gibson on Dirt Vision, especially when he has a race like last week at Volusia, the World of Outlaw NOS Energy Drink Sprint Cars, the big run Carson Macedo had at Sam Hayford Jr. Johnny Gibson again on DirtVision.com. 
And now for the Dry Dean Depth-Defying Move of the Week, where one driver simply amazes us with their on-track moves. There will be five laps to go. Macedo by Haferteen for the lead in turn two. Carson Macedo shot out of a cannon and takes the lead from Sam Haferteen. That Depth-Defying Move was brought to you by Dry Dean Diesel All Death the official death of the world of outlaws and wheelmen everywhere. Visit drydean.com for more information. For decades, Drydean Lubricants has been made in America and made to last, paving the way on our highways, in our fields, and on the production line. Today, Drydean offers a complete line of engine oils, greases, hydraulic and transmission fluids, and diesel exhaust fluid. If you want greater performance and protection for your critical engines and equipment, Go to Drydean.com. Drydean, American-owned and operated, and a proud supporter of racing and race fans everywhere. Citywide to countryside, whatever you drive, wherever you go, Hercules has the value, selection, and industry-leading warranty to get you there, no matter where the road takes you. Go to HerculesTires.com. There you can find the nearest authorized Hercules retail location to you. Plus, you can use the tire tracker to find out which Hercules tire fits your vehicle the best. That's HerculesTires.com. Hercules Tires, ride on our strength. For a year-round high-quality eating experience, look no further than sage fruit, apples, pears, and cherries. Not only is their produce healthy, but they are grown with such care and precision that you can count on each piece of fruit having exceptional flavor. Sage Fruit, it's our first choice for quick and easy snacking. Wing Nation, presented by Dry Dean by DRF Racing Oils. We're in the Hercules Tire Studios. Let's go to the Sage Fruit Highline from SprintCarUnlimited.com. Our good friend Jeremy Elliott is on the line. Hello, Jeremy. How are you? I'm doing well. How are you guys doing? We are doing well. Jeremy, early season, we, we get started. We had Screven and, and, and Volusia, and then you guys have Lincoln maybe or maybe not starting and going, and then we all stop because of this, and we all stop because of that. Um, what What's it like for you early season, the anticipation, and this year some of the frustration? What's that been like for you as you, as you cover the sprint car world? Well, it's just when are you going to the races? And yeah. then for me, it's, okay, if you don't go to the races, obviously you don't have content from the racetrack, so you got to come up with content uh, basically uh, that's that's not related to a race and more preview stuff, uh, storylines going into the season, things in that of that nature. It makes you think outside the box a little bit, uh, things that you maybe don't think of because you have races to go to and whatever happens in front of you, you report on that. So you, you just kind of got to zig and zag and and try and make things work but sometimes it's not too bad now because uh there's always something to write about i mean lincoln had 27 cars last week which is 27 stories in the pit area so if you if you look at it like that then uh it's not too much of a problem but that but there are days where you're if you don't get a hold of somebody or whatever it's it becomes a, a little more taxing jeremy when you say there's 27 stories if there's 27 cars at lincoln what are some of your most interesting thoughts going into the 2021 season? What what are some stories out of that 27 that might stick out? Well, I mean, obviously, Tim Schaefer uh, jumps to the top of the list in, in central PA right now because we just didn't know how he was going to fare in the 72 car, uh, the one owned by Mike Hefner. Uh, Mike Hefner hasn't won a 410 race since September of 2019 until last week. So does Schaefer 
can Schaefer kind of bring that car back and and challenge the big three in the area, which is Danny Dietrich, uh, Freddie Raymer, and Anthony Macri? And of course, you have Anthony Macri. Can he take the next step? He's still looking for that first uh, 410 win at Williams Grove. So he keeps getting better. How much does he improve this year? And of course, uh, Dietrich and Raymer, can they stay on top? So those are some of the the uh, the bigger stories. Uh, I'm always looking for that young guy. Uh, we do not have the young talent that California has, and I'm looking for it and hoping I can can see something once uh, racing really kicks up. Yeah, I want to I, I want to I, I cover that, but I but I also want to jump back. Um, you mentioned Tim Schaefer, and he's been certainly on our radar this year as he as he rolls with Mike's car. Um, you're going to have another veteran sliding in there, and uh, Mike Barshinger's car with Kerry Madsen as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. That to me is just going to be fascinating to see how Kerry does as a as a as a mostly regular there in Pennsylvania. It's going to be very interesting because they're different personalities. Um, I'd say Michael Barshinger is very laid back. Kerry's more intense. He's he's run on the road, and uh, the other thing is how he fares in Central PA. It's it hasn't been a great area for him. He's had flashes at times. Uh, last year, I thought they, they gained some speed at Williams Grove, which is a place he's not had good luck at in his career. A Port Royal, sometimes he's shown some speed, but uh, Lincoln just hasn't run there a ton. So it's going to be interesting to see how Kerry adapts to here. If he gets better here and if, if they can make that uh, 24 work, because last year, uh, Lucas Wolf had 74 races I believe uh, most of which were in that car and they only had eight top five finishes. So it was rough. Uh, so, you know, obviously Kerry's Kerry's going to drive it and he's going to drive the wheels off it. And uh, it'll be interesting to see how he fares uh, against some of the competition here. It will be interesting. Kerry's a, such a strong driver, but it is kind of a new area for him. Yeah, uh, yeah. 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 Jeremy, when we go back to 2020, it was a crazy year. We all know that. But Pennsylvania actually managed to get a lot of races in compared to other parts of the country. When you yeah. look at the big picture, I mean, California got very few races. Does that give does it give Pennsylvania any strength? You know, you, you wonder going into Knoxville or places this year, the big races, is there any advantage that those guys got to run so much more? I, I don't think so. No. I, think, I think it's an outlaw world and we just live in it. Yeah. Uh, the world of outlaws, right. And and it goes back to that world of outlaws right now might be the strongest it's ever been last year. They came in here and dominated the all-stars won here. Um, the, uh, the year before that same thing. And even when there were local shows and there was no racing with the outlaws or on the road, those guys came in here and won it. I think central Pennsylvania is going through a little bit of uh, a down period right now. I think we have some, some good guys up top, and I just think the middle and bottom's a little thinner than it's been in the past. And I think the invaders are coming in here and taking advantage of it. And as far as running more races, I mean, I just don't think that translates to running on the road mm. and success on the road uh, as much as it may be used to. I mean, the thing with Anthony Macri is he's still so young. So I think he's still learning. I think there's a lot of potential there. Uh, Danny Dietrich only, I mean, he travels a little bit out to Ohio, obviously had a great run down at Volusian, and that was very, very promising. And I was really impressed because he's not usually good down there, but it, it, they just don't travel a ton. So I, I don't know if the number of races really helps them that much. 
let's transition. I've got a few other Pennsylvania questions, but you kind of talked about it. Aaron and I, on Tuesday on our podcast, we had uh, Aaron Reitzel and Carson Macedo, and then we talked about the five guys um, you know, with, with, with Brad and Donnie and, and um, you know, Logan and Sheldon and David and everything. I, I am telling you, we concluded part of that conversation, Jeremy, with it doesn't matter who you are. If you're Donnie Schatz, a local racer, if you win a World of Outlaw race this year, you better savor it. That is a deep, mm. talent-rich field. It's, it, I know I've been watching them for 44 years, and as I don't, obviously, Back in the day, we had the big three of Doug Wolfgang, Steve Kinzer, and Sammy Swindell, and, and they were really good and uh, can't even – I mean, Mount Rushmore good. And then you had Dave Blaney and Bobby Davis and, and guys like that, Mark Kinzer, and it was deep. It's just as deep this year. I just – I mean, Sheldon Hunshield is, is kind of struggling right now. And last year he won, what, eight, nine races? Yeah. And it's going to be difficult. Right now I think he's seventh in points. I know it's only been four races, but it just goes to the depth of and how much talent they have out there. I mean, David Gravel, who I think is an elite, elite talent, um, he's he's tied with Donnie. And, and I get, again, it's only four races, but these guys are all so good. And right now, the World of Outlaws have the best product in the country. The racing's really good. You have Aaron Reitzel. They just got stronger. I, I think this is Roth's best opportunity for success since he had Danny Lasoski in the car. I, I think I think we saw that the other night with Aaron Reitzel putting four wheels above the cushion. There's so many different driving styles, so much different talent, and it's not old either. There are not many old guys out there. So it, it's going to be really interesting to see how this season plays out with the World of Outlaws. It really is, and I think also with the Outlaws, there's so many strong teams. teams. Whether it's you know Jason Johnson Racing, who kind of created their own team that Philip and, and Bobby still run, or if it's the Roth team, which has been around forever, Casey Kane. There's so many well-funded teams right now, I think, in the world of Outlaws. When I ran, it was a handful of really well-funded teams, and then a lot of people scrapping to put it together. Do you think, obviously that's a part of the success of the Outlaws right now, but is that somewhere where maybe you talk about Pennsylvania is struggling and there's not too many up and coming or the middle of the pack is not as strong as it used to be? Is it more based on teams or is it talent? I think it's both. I think car owners are critical. I think what happened in central PA is we lost the Al Hamiltons. We lost the Bob Weikerts, the Joe Harz, the Walter Dyers. Mm. We lost these staple owners. Uh, you know, and Bob Stewart, you know, in the 12 car, which was an iconic car. So the Outlaws, they don't have that issue. Mm-hmm. I, I mean, really, you only have of, of those teams that we've talked about with the Outlaws, only one of them is really family, I believe. Uh, you have, and that's Shoehart, Shark Racing. You know, you have KKR there, you have Todd Queering, you have uh, Tony Stewart. Um, and obviously JJR right now, Phillips doing a great job. Mm-hmm. I, I think right now up with Paul Silva, those are the two, the cr- two crew chiefs everybody talks about. So yeah, I would agree. It's the teams, but it's also the talent. I mean, you have Donnie Schatz who, in my opinion, if I was naming four guys, the best ever Donnie Schatz is with Wolfgang, Sammy and, and Steve. And then of course you have Brad Sweet, who's, I mean, he spent, People forget he spent 10 years watching film on Donnie. He mentioned that after he won his first 
yeah. after his yeah. first uh, Knoxville Nationals title. So these guys are young. They have more resources in that they can study tape, dirt vision. They can do all these things to get better. And I think the best of the best run with the World of Outlaws. I think they have the best seven guys in the country right now and maybe eight. So I think it's a combination. It's always a combination. Mm-hmm. It's, like a, it's like when you put a successful team together. you got to have a crew chief, a driver, and an owner, and they got to mesh and work together. Going to swing it on back a little bit to Pennsylvania, although it's more of an all-star team this year. Um, and you mentioned it when we talked about Kerry. Um, Lucas Wolf with Mark Cauldron. They're going to run the um, all-star circuit of champions. Um, it's kind of like Mark has been around. He's fielded good teams along the way. Really, the success, maybe Doug Ashley had a lot of some success there. Um, Lucas has struggled a little bit. How important is it for this team to find some footing and get some success this year? I think it's huge for Lucas Wolf. Yeah. Uh, in fact, I'm going to talk to Lucas a little later today. I'm going to do a story on the website, and I, I plan to have that out tonight or uh, early tomorrow. He had a bad year last year, uh, probably the worst I've seen him have. And for any driver who's competitive, who who's a guy who used to run with the World of Outlaws, you know, that doesn't sit well. It's definitely, definitely a motivating factor because you, you start hearing the rumblings of maybe – the some of his injuries you know with the crash up at Lebanon Valley a, a year and a half ago or, you know, did that kind of is this the down slope and, and no driver wants to hear that so I think for Lucas it's critical and I think what Mark Cauldron's done is he's put it in Lucas's hands he's brought in uh, his crew uh, Lucas's old crew chief from when they had success at the 24 two years ago and I, I think this is it's Lucas's deal I think uh, he has a lot of say in it, and I think Mark's kind of taken a step back in that regard, and he's just basically providing the resources uh, for Lucas to be successful. So I think it's huge. It's more important for Lucas than it is Mark, uh, but I, I'm interested to see how, how this works out. I think they'll be out this weekend for the first time together. Along those same lines, I want to talk about CJB and Brent Marks, mm, kind yeah. of a similar situation. He's going on the road. But then you also have Paul McMahon, who will spend a little bit of time in PA running big races. But that, that same thing for Brent, I feel like it's a big year for him. You know, last year they had some success. They started. They, have, they always have speed. But yeah. it seems like a big year for him, too. Yeah, I would agree. Uh, he's got he's to qualify better. I mean, come yeah. on. Oh, what are we doing? I, I just don't. Yeah. I, just, I don't mean to be, but... <laughs> He can pass cars. Yeah. He can race. Yeah. He, come feature time, he's one of the better cars on the track. But you, in this game, you got to set yourself up, and that's time trial, unless you're Carson Macedo last week. But <laughs> those weekends don't happen all the time. And I do think the all-star format will help Brent because mm. it's a different format. It's not lined up heads up, so – uh, that'll be critical for him. But I do think Brent needs to come out this year stronger early. Hasn't so far. He had like one or two good runs. Uh, but his season starts April, uh, early April at Attica. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I think he's going to be with the Outlaws. and I think he's still down south from, from what I gather and uh, won't be in Central PA this weekend. But these are just like preseason to him. Once it gets into April and the All-Star season starts, yeah, I agree with you. It's it's a big season for him. I think he has a shot to to contend with uh, Corey Eliason for that title. I think also Tyler Courtney's going to be in the mix. I think mm. he's better than advertised. So those three cars are the three cars to watch. And and Brent, I think an all star title would go a long way for him. 
Yeah, yeah, I didn't. Yeah, you're right about that. That would that would certainly be the case. One of the things, Jeremy, you mentioned early on when we were just kind of kicking around Pennsylvania is young talent. Um, young driver that does have a pretty neat opportunity driving for Jerry Parrish this year is Matt Campbell. Um, pretty neat story. We had Jerry on, and he shared with us how Matt's dad and him were friends, and so it kind of kind of is a is, is, is a pretty neat story there. But um, what's what's kind of your expectations? Uh, what do you what do you see out of this as we roll into this year? You know, that's. I've been trying to kind of figure that one out a little bit. Uh, I love that Jerry Parrish has given a young guy a shot yep. more so than anything. We're in the, look, this whole idea, we, we're into the rent a ride thing now in, in, in sprint car racing. That's a fact. And to see Jerry give a young guy a shot like that, that first and foremost is, is nice to see from my standpoint, but you know, Matt, Matt'll gas it. And Jerry, this, this merger fits. Matt Campbell's a lot like a young Brian Monty. He get, Monty, he gasses it up, not afraid to stick his nose in there. Probably, probably going to go through some equipment a little bit early on, but I think you could see this team stay together for a while. And Jerry Parrish doesn't have a quick hook. Yeah. He's not one that expects results right away. And uh, they had a good run the first week. I think he could have won at Lincoln. If not, he just got a, a little sideways in turn one and dropped him back a little you know, dropped him back third and then and then the fifth because he had a problem then. But he was there. So I expect them to do well at Lincoln. I think it's going to be a little more of a struggle, say, at the Grove or someplace where Matt doesn't have as many laps. But then again, he's, he looked really good in John Westbrook's car a couple of years ago at the National Open. So I think Matt Campbell's not afraid. I think he's going to get better with that team. And uh, I wouldn't be surprised if they have three or four, maybe even – Five wins this year. Wow. Nice. Wow. That would be great to see. Jeremy, I wanted to dig a little deeper into something earlier you said. You mentioned there's not a lot of young talent right now or up-and-comers that you see in Pennsylvania, but you see a lot coming out. We see a lot coming out of California. What do you think, you know, is creating that? Is it the outlaw carts? Is it it just that everything ebbs and flows and goes in, in its own cycle? What do you think might be behind that? I think it's a little bit of the two things you said. I think the outlaw carts out there is critical. I think there's a lot of money in California. I think mm. that obviously helps you get started, helps you move up, helps you get a spring car, so on and so forth. I think their training grounds better. Um, but, you know, I think it was that class that had the Kyle Larson's, Buddy Kofoids, the Selzies, um, and Justin Sanders, all those guys who are racing together and beating each other up in outlaw cars, they come up. And I think it's contagious. And I think now there's, there's a couple other guys out there to, to watch for. Corey Day looks really good. Uh, Joel Myers, 14, finished fourth last week out there. It's a guy that I'm going to be calling probably in the next week or two. Uh, so they just, I just think it's, it's cyclical a little bit. Mm-hmm. I mean, I've, you know, there was a, a, a time when the Midwest was, had some young guys and they were coming up through with the, the Austin McCarls and, you know, and they had Ian Madsen, they had guys like that. And, uh, you know, so it's a little bit of both, but I don't see it going away in California. That feeding ground they have out of Lamore and cycle land. Mm-hmm. <laughs> those guys are good. So, and they're so young. That's the other thing. You, we don't have like Freddie Raymer's young here, but he's been around for four or five, six years. So, we just started. They just start them younger out there, and and uh, they get better quicker. 
Yeah. Boy, you're right about that. That is that that uh, that uh, connection out there with Cycle Land. Um, Jeremy, we started the show before we dialed you up. Uh, we kind of went through the life of internet uh, coverage of sprint car racing. And uh, we started talking about Alan Holland with Hoseheads, and Erin shared that she used to run to the hotel lobby to see what was going on with Hoseheads. That way, she didn't have to wait for Erin Auto Racing News. Yes, because she's she's old. I mean, yeah, yeah. And if she's old, then where does that leave me? Okay, but um, yeah, yeah, okay, yeah. You join the club here. We've talked about the evolution and how you know how Alan came along and TJ and everyone, and then kind of the shows like Wing Nation and various podcasts and everything came along. Then you came along with Sprint Car Unlimited, and Pay Per View came along, and then all of a sudden I see that you're throwing your hat into the pay-per-view ranks as well i don't know if you've lost your mind or you think you've lost your mind but um i guess congratulations and what did what is the next step what are, what are you working on there with your pay-per-view package with sprint car unlimited well first off i think i'm a glutton for punishment uh <laughs> you know my eight my eight-year-old's probably gonna be mad at me because it takes a lot of my time but yeah. uh you know what it, for me uh the internet thing I mean, it's something I, it started actually for me at Penn Live yep. and the Patriot News. They went to that format and I went kicking and screaming. And then, you know, I was sitting in my house at the time and, and said, well, you could either eat or not eat. Well, <laughs> I like to eat. So, <laughs> you know, you, you got to make that transition. So then flash forward, forward a couple of years, I started com, And for me, getting into pay-per-view I want to. I have a an idea in my head, and I've had it in my an idea in my head for four years now, which is basically a media company. Um, and the next step was pay per view. And I see. I look at pay per view now, and before I started this, and I'm not really fond of it. I'm not really fond of the the subscription model. Um, and our model's different. I think our model is very racetrack friendly. Granted, it costs fans more. But if there's no racetracks, there's no races to watch. So it doesn't matter how much it costs. And there's no races to go to. So uh, Mike Mallett, Dirt Track Digest and Dirt Track Digest TV, a good good friend of mine, we got together in the off season, and we did, his model really works in modified. Um, and so he we talked, and we talked about getting into sprint car racing. And we we think our, our model is really good. It's, again, very racetrack friendly, and it, and it doesn't – kill the fan as far as cost the dollar 99 more than gate price and our job or our mission statement is to push people to the grandstand yeah because if people don't go to the grandstand what do you what's the track gaining? not a lot so we want to push people to the grandstand and then give them a second option we're that second option and uh it gives it, it shares revenue we're basically partners with the racetrack and sharing revenue and uh you know, it's it, we have a mantra that, it's, you know, we're for race fans, by race fans. And that's kind of where we're at with it. And we got 29, so far we have 29 races, and I'm hoping to get three more before the end of the month. So it's a good start. And, uh, you know, we're just trying to, to make our footprint in the, in the uh, Northeast. Interesting. Now, since I've already aged myself, you can know that I'm not very <laughs> technologically savvy. So what does this entail for you? I mean, is it is it just hiring cameramen? I, mean, I know nothing about how you actually make the streaming come together. How much additional work is that for you? 
it's a lot uh, because I have to. You're building anytime you build a, another wing or something on your business, uh, you have to put a lot of time into mm-hmm. it. And I, I kind of, I think Steve can attest to this. I, I work a lot. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, yeah. My eight-year-old definitely uh, <laughs> sometimes gets mad at me. Uh, but you know what? It, it, you're starting from the ground up, and yeah, you got to hire, you got to get uh, people to shoot it and and produce it. And I'm putting a team together now, and uh, we're almost done with that. And then it comes down to promoting it, and that's that's really where I step in. Probably my biggest role is promoting it, and also uh, I I want to. There's going to be a possibility that our races will be part of a series that I want to put together that I'll have a point fund. I'm, I'm working on it now, mm-hmm. and I'm hoping to have that run out in the next week. So it's just you know doing things for the racers, taking care of the racetracks, and providing fans a service. And uh, it's it's a lot of hats because I got to make sure that I don't let the website go, SprintCarUnlimited.com. I got to keep producing that content, and then I took a page out of Justin Fiedler's book, uh, credit to him, I was watching his uh, dailies, yeah. and I said, you know what, that's something I should do on YouTube and give it away for free. So I'm also added that, so, because I wasn't busy enough. Yeah. And yeah. so, yeah, it, it, it's a lot, but hopefully when we get it up and running, it'll, it'll uh, I got to streamline my day. That's as simple as that. I've I've enjoyed uh, Justin Fiedler's filled in as a guest host here, and he is wonderful. When he came up with the idea, I thought there's only one man on the planet crazy enough to do that daily thing, mm, and you proved it wrong. There's two men on the planet crazy <laughs> enough to do it. So congratulations on that. And 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 honestly, Jeremy, and I and I I I, I, I tell you this, I the Sprint Car Unlimited and your podcast and everything. I am a, I'm a huge fan mm-hmm. and love it. I gain a lot of insight and a lot of knowledge. So I. I wouldn't. We wouldn't call you and invite you on the show if we didn't have a lot of respect for what you do. Now, we we talk about Sprint Car uh, Unlimited, the TV. Okay, you've got Sealands Grove, which we all kind of know. Sealands Grove. We got Baps mm-hmm. Motor Speedway. We all kind of know Baps. I simply one of the racetracks that I don't know that I'll ever get to because of where it's located and who's a few miles up the road from it is Trailway Speedway. Tell me about this little racetrack and why maybe I should consider getting there some Friday night. Look, it's a hidden gem, Yeah, I think. I think it's it's small, which a lot of people now, that's the push. Hey, we like we like uh, smaller racetracks. The racing's closer. I've seen uh, 358 race there, a couple of those, and, and it was really good. And they're, they have a 410 race uh, in August, and they also have a couple big late model shows. And you know what? It, it's like going to... I always equate Trailway to like going to Grandma's for Sunday dinner. It's comfortable. It's what you do. It's nice. The people are nice. The the staff, the hostetters are are they're they're kind of you know Mike Mallett and I uh, kind of joke they're our kind of people. Yeah. Uh, you know they're just nice guys and they they although people would argue I'm not with some of the things I've written but uh, you know it's they're just they're just good people. And when you go there, it's relaxed. The racing's good. It's at an affordable price. It's, it's on the farm. The backdrop, you won't see a better sun, sunset in racing than Trailway. Yeah. You know, they're in the middle of a cornfield. It's, it's fabulous. So we, uh, we have some shows there. We have a couple late model shows, a 358 show. We might add another 358 show if it goes well. And we have the 410 race there. And I'm excited to bring Trailway uh, into the homes of, of people and, and promote them as well and promote their racetrack. 
I, I love it. I had one night years and years ago. I went to the Grove and got rained out. And so me, like a dummy, went to Beer Hill and ended up at the Tilton Hilton and all this other stuff. I wake up the next day and find out the trailways raced. And I'm like, you're one chance, idiot, to go see this place. You know, but I, but I, but I need to do that. I, I need to get that because the 358 racers there in the area, and, I, and I, we've talked to them over the course of time, some great racers that run the 358 cars as well. They're just in the shadows there in central Pennsylvania, but the, the, no, no doubt great racing. So I love that you're doing that. That's really neat. Well, we wanted to, we wanted to do that, you know, and I guess maybe if not without thinking about it, I thought, Hey, you know, we're the little guy and you know, we're going to, we're going to go after some of the tracks that fit our, our yeah. mold and build them up. And uh, again, we're, we're there to partner with the track, whether it be advertising, whether it be uh, showcasing their product, and and sharing in revenue the way I feel they should be they should be treated, and uh, you know if we can we can help them out it's a good day for us and and Trailway is it's it's a hidden gem in the area and again it's just comfortable I can't stress enough it's like going to Grandma's for Sunday dinner it's nice it's laid back the racing's good and uh, I, I I like it there. I love grandma's for Sunday dinner. <laughs> I knew you were going to go I with the love, food. I love Sunday dinner. I love <laughs> Sunday. You like food? Yes. Absolutely. I'm with you. There we go. <laughs> Jeremy, always a pleasure. Thank you so much for your insight, breaking it down from, from World of Outlaws to Trailway and everywhere in between. We wish you the best on the new venture. We wish you continued success with SprintCarUnlimited.com. And I know uh, we'll catch up with you down the road, but thanks for joining us here on Wing Nation. Hey, it was a pleasure. You guys do a great job, and it's an honor to be on uh, on the show. Thank you. Jeremy Elliott, you can find out more and follow along and subscribe, folks. SprintCarUnlimited.com. Yeah. It is great really content. Is. It really is. You go on there. It's like there are. He he talked about at the top, like this time of year when it's like, what are we going to talk about? Because nothing's going on. Yeah. Well, I go to Sprint Car Unlimited and find <laughs> something too. usually. So uh, neat stuff. That's for sure. Over the years, Drydeen has stood for uncompromised value and proven performance. Known as the hardest working brand in heavy duty lubrication, Drydeen's heritage is made in America and made to last. Drydeen products work to increase the life and enhance the efficiency of your equipment in the toughest conditions. Learn more about Drydeen's products at Drydeen.com. From grassroots racing to NASCAR, Drydeen is a proud supporter of racing everywhere. Citywide to countryside, whatever you drive, wherever you go, Hercules has the value, selection, and industry-leading warranty to get you there no matter where the road takes you. Go to HerculesTires.com. There you can find the nearest authorized Hercules retail location to you. Plus, you can use the tire tracker to find out which Hercules tire fits your vehicle the best. That's HerculesTires.com. Hercules tires ride on our strength. Sagefruit has been a longtime supporter of sprint car racing, sprint car fans, and us here at Wing Nation. What they pride themselves on most is providing shoppers with the highest quality, best-tasting apples, pears, and cherries available. Go to sagefruit.com and make sure you ask your local grocer for sage fruit. So we talked about on Tuesday that we had uh, a full bevy, well, not a full bevy, but a strong bevy of races. And fingers crossed we get another one this weekend. World of Outlaws, two new racetracks, Aaron. I like it. Yeah, Magnolia Motor Speedway, Columbus, Mississippi, and The Rev in Monroe, Louisiana. I love that. I, it just throws a little curveball because, you know, not many people have notes. Yep. 
So, but somebody's going to figure it out. Exactly. And be hooked up in Holland for sure. Uh, I, one of the things I wanted to talk to Jeremy about, but we just, he is so good in yeah. depth. Um, opening weekend uh, at uh, Port Royal and opening weekend at Williams Grove. Port Royal on Saturday, uh, Williams Grove on Sunday, and of course the fabulous Lincoln Speedway back in action on Saturday night for week number three. So, um, fingers crossed it's drying up up there and everything is good in Pennsylvania. California, now, now this is where, again, and one of the people we've talked about in the sport that is so critical is Peter Murphy. Yep. To Larry, we understand are still having trouble with the local folks to get their gates open. They were supposed to have a King of Thunder 360 race on Friday night. Um, we're not able to do it. And uh, Peter Murphy raised his hand and said, bring those sprint cars over here. And so we've got uh, King of the West, um, or King of Thunder 360s on Friday night. Marysville opens up on Saturday, so looking good. ASCS National Tour next weekend. Can't wait. The famed Devil's Bowl Speedway in Mesquite, Texas. 30th year, 61 events. All on flowracing.com. And uh, we're going to hear and see who uh, see who does well with Sam Hayford Team Jr. moving up. Yeah, I know. Left the fun. door open. Yep, left the door open. Finally, I want to mention uh, friends of mine, Carolina Sprint Tour. This weekend, if you're here in North Carolina, Friday and Saturday night racing at Fayetteville Motor Speedway. Uh, just a wonderful, wonderful man that we lost in the sprint car world, Mike Jackson, mm. the Mike Jackson Memorial. And so, um, and... Rumor has it that there's more than thirty sprint cars. Really? Yeah. You, wow. And you know the you know the history of the three hundred five yeah. here in the Carolinas. We seem to we seem to go one step forward and two steps back, and yeah. then two steps forward and one step back. That would be great. The Carolina Sprint Tour is is two steps forward, and then they're following up with one step forward, yeah. and then they're following up with two more steps forward, and they really have this thing rolling. And I forget. I, I think they're north of thirty cars is That's what they're expecting great for this news. thing. And so, really cool. So, good stuff. And uh, and in honor of just a wonderful, wonderful man, Mike Jackson, who uh, lost a battle to cancer uh, during the off season. So, with that, let's get out to some racing. Let's do it. That's right. Exactly. Wing Nation gear and apparel is available at wingnation.com. And once the All-Star season kicks up, we will be on the All-Star Circuit of Champions trailer. So, you can get that at a racetrack near you and be looking we're working on 10th anniversary gear because, well, it's our 10th anniversary. You can follow us on Twitter, on Facebook. We have a group on Facebook, very, very active there. We have a good time with that as well, and our YouTube page as well, and uh, you can do that. We have a television program as well. Ashley Strummy and I host this weekend. It is Blake Hahn from ASCS, the National Tour, joining us. It's Wing Nation presented by Sage Fruit. Uh, I know that it's already passed Wednesday night, part of Wing Wednesday on Rev TV in Canada and part of Mav TV's Saturday morning offerings. So, Wing Nation, follow along with us everywhere. So, good week. Good week. Yeah. Yes, it's going to be a good weekend of racing, that's for sure. She's Aaron Evernow. I'm Steve Post. Thanks again to Jeremy Elliott for joining us here on Wing Nation, the podcast presented by Drydeen by DRF Racing Oils. Buying a house can feel like you're going 200 miles per hour in bumper-to-bumper traffic with a dirty windshield and the sun in your eyes. Ruoff Mortgage has the technology, expert staff, and resources to simplify the process while speeding up the time it takes to get clear to close. So while getting a loan can seem intimidating, Ruoff Mortgage will have you opening the door to your new home fast and stress-free. Visit Ruoff.com to learn more. That's Ruoff.com.